In this episode of 2000 Books, the five most important lessons from the life of the founder of Amazon.com, Jeff Bezos, who is worth over $68 billion. Well, hello, hello, my ambitious friends, and welcome to 2000 Books. Every Monday and Wednesday, we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs, books in the field of startups, marketing, sales, productivity, management, leadership, strategy, personal development, and much, much more. And I am your host, Manny Vaya. Jeff Bezos really needs no introduction. He is the billionaire founder of Amazon.com, the world's largest online retailer. Let's dig into the lessons of his life learned from the book, The Everything Store. The Everything Store, Jeff Bezos and the Rise of Amazon. This book by Brad Stone chronicles the journey of Amazon and, of course, the rise of Jeff Bezos in this world. Jeff Bezos was recently named the top CEO, the top technology CEO in the U.S., the most respected technology CEO in the U.S. There's a lot to learn from this guy. There's a lot to learn from how Amazon has evolved as uh, humble roots in 1994, selling books, to going IPO in 1997, and then going to $100 billion market cap in 2011, and so on and so forth. Amazon has been rising and rising and rising and becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Started selling books, then started started selling music and then electronics, and now it is everything. They sell everything. So there's a lot to learn from Jeff Bezos, how he made it all happen. Not just because he's a billionaire, but because he's grown this company so much and with so much... Uh, he takes so much flack from all the investors and the stock market because he doesn't really care so much about the short-term stock price of the company. And we're going to talk about the five important lessons to learn, to take away from Jeff Bezos. The first of which is having a long-term vision. You know, as entrepreneurs or just as human beings, we have this tendency to think short-term, to think only for the next quarter or for today or for tomorrow or for a week or two or a month or even a year. But when Jeff Bezos started the company, he said, we're starting this. We're doing this for decades. This We're building this company for decades. We're not building this company to make a quick buck and get out of the whole internet flash in the pan thing. And he has always maintained that. And one of the interesting things, if you followed Amazon, you've seen this happen again and again. The You've seen the discussion around the idea that Amazon doesn't necessarily uh, generate a lot of profit and its stock price is questionably low sometimes or um, doesn't or the fact that the CEO himself doesn't really care so much about the stock price. And there are a lot of questions about it. So Jeff Bezos has a funny way of explaining it, which he kind of learned from Warren Buffett. He says that, as Warren Buffett says, you can either host a rock concert or a ballet. Just don't advertise a ballet as a rock concert or a rock concert as a ballet. What he means by that is that if you are an investor, you can either be a long-term investor or you can be a trader. As Amazon as a company is a company designed for someone who wants to be a long-term investor not designed for someone who wants to be a short-term trader. So they do not advertise the company as something that's supposed to make money in the short term. That's absolutely not what they're after. 
the company is here for the long haul for decades and decades and that's what Jeff Bezos is after and that's what he really wants you to be after. So if that's not what you as an investor are after, get out of Amazon. He doesn't care. That's what he's trying to say. Have a long-term vision. If you have your business, when you're thinking about what you're doing with your business, don't think short-term. Don't think a quarter or six months. Think way more long-term. What would make this business successful in the long-term? How can you make this business really grow and succeed in the long term rather than think about just making a quick buck here, making a quick buck there. Now, just to go back on the whole idea of the stock price, the discussion about how he does not care about the investors who are just in it to make a quick buck. And a lot of times the investors say, hey, we need the stock price to go up. We need the stock price to uh, go, uh, go a little higher. And what Jeff Bezos is a very rational person and very rationally thinks says, what is something that we can control? What is that controllable input that we can give in order to bump up our stock price, in order to increase our stock price? And what he's saying, is, what he found out is that if you keep on working it backwards, okay, well, if you want to increase the stock price, you increase the revenue, decrease the cost. Okay, well, let's talk about decreasing the cost. What is controllable in decreasing the cost? Let's figure out uh, maybe we need to lower the technology prices, but that's not a good idea. Maybe we need to lower the infrastructure costs again. So you keep on working it backwards to the point where you have a controllable input. So an idea that I talk about quite a lot in a lot of the books talk about is the lead factor versus the, la the lead indicators versus lag indicators. The idea that when something is controllable as an input, we call it a lead factor, while the lag factor is the output. So the stock price is not necessarily a lead indicator, it's a lagging indicator. And what Jeff Bezos is saying is, let me focus, let me as a CEO focus just on lead indicators, just on the things that I can directly control. I don't want to be influencing price, uh, stock price every few months or every few weeks or something like that. He says that very frankly, that he doesn't even monitor the stock price on a day-to-day -day basis, he does not care. And another thing he learned from uh, Benjamin Graham, he says, the stock market in the short term is a voting machine, but in the long term is a weighing machine. And what he's playing, what Jeff Bezos is saying is, as I'm at Amazon, we are in for the long term. We are going to treat this. We want the stock market to treat us or the stock market to weigh us, not vote on us. It's a really key idea just to make sure that you think long-term, don't think short-term about your business. So before we carry on with the interview, I have an important question for you. Do you consistently take action on the books you read? Because a lot of research has now proven that there is really no learning without action. So if you're not taking action on what you're reading, here's a simple fix for you. Head on over to 2000books.com summary and download 10-minute action guides of the 10 greatest books for entrepreneurs, and they're all for free. From age-old classics like Think and Grow Rich to modern-day bestsellers like The Lean Startup, we have some of the greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs there. So head on over to 2000books.com summary and download these free 10-minute action guides. Or you can even text the word summary to 44222 and get these action guides. Okay, now back to the interview. The second big idea, the second key takeaway from Jeff Bezos' journey is that 
he is okay with trying and failing. And he says that time and again, that he's a very rational person again, something that comes up again and again. He says, any experiment, any experiment has a chance of failure. That's why we call it an experiment. And in business, we ought to conduct experiments. We ought to try things because some things will fail. If we only try to do things that we think are going to be successful, we're not conducting experiments. And if we don't conduct experiments, we'll never find out how far we could go. And the example, the big example of this was the Fire Phone, which did not succeed, which failed kind of in the market and has been um, has been kind of... Uh, dark or black spot on in in the Amazon uh, history and uh, a lot of investors ask him or a lot of reporters will ask him as to why you know why they're investing in stuff like this and he always says we've got to con- we've got to invest in experiments we've got to keep on experimenting we as a company have to allow ourselves to fail and he also says that if he keeps a too tight a fist on the company and uh, stops people from experimenting and, uh, and uh, scares people who fail, scares his employees or his uh, chief executives or his VPs or whoever they are. If he dissuades them from failing, then he's just doing the company a big disservice. So fail. Fail often, fail rapidly, figure it out. Failure is a part of growing your business. If you're not failing, you're not growing, you're not getting to the next level. The third big idea is that... Je- Jeff Bezos is all about learning, learning and reading. He is a big-time reader, big-time learner. He's always trying to figure things out. He has a copy. Uh, apparently, one of his favorite books is Sam Walton's biography, Made in America, which we have uh, summarized in the past. Um, and what he said, he has this copy tattered up and highlighted and marked up because he really enjoys uh, learning from one of the greatest retailers who has ever lived. And um, he says that some of the things he took away from uh, Sam Walton were frugality and a bias for action. And that's very evident in the Amazon culture. They have a very tremendous, very strong bias for action. And they are a very, very, very frugal company in the way they operate their business. Another book that he found, uh, he learned a lot from was The Innovator's Dilemma by Christian uh, Clayton Christensen, in which uh, Clayton Christensen talks about the idea that um, how as as your biz as a as a big company, you are always being threatened by smaller companies who are going to take in uh, who's going to who are going to start from the smaller end, but then gonna, they're going to disrupt you. And how do you as a how do how do you as a big company not get disrupted? That was the big. Uh, question and answered in Innovator's Dilemma. And what he found out, what he learned from uh, Innovator's Dilemma, what Bezos learned from Innovator's Dilemma was that in order for a big company to ensure that they do not, uh, uh, they do not stumble uh, when competing with these small competitors is to set up a small uh, independent or small company inside of the company that actually competes, that tries to ba- break the current business model. So that's what Jeff Bezos done. Uh, Bezos did when his book business was thriving. This hard, hard book business was thriving. He appointed the chief of the book business to now go and run 
the ebook business go figure out the kindle and go figure out the e-reader and the ebook business and the, when the chief said okay well i can run both i can run the physical bookstore and i can run the electronic books business and jeff bezos said no you have to be separate you are go- your job is to kill our physical book business that is how clear he is in his uh, thinking once he understand he learns from these books he executes what he learns from these books really 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 sharp guy always looking to learn always looking to grow always looking to read more from these books he has his own executive book club that meets every saturday and they talk about the books all these business books another book he loves is jim collins's good to great where he figured out the idea of the flywheel and he continues to say today that all we're doing is creating momentum and we don't necessarily have one big advantage we just have a lot of small advantages that we have put together and we continue to gain momentum and he also does, does not like the idea of uh, putting together a lot of misguided acquisitions because that is what jim collins in his book good to great totally um, aboard he said do not do it and jeff bezos agrees with that learns from the book and applies what he learns from these books and he has been a lifelong learner he has been a lifelong read- reader um ever since he was a young kid the fourth big idea that you want to take away from this book is that sometimes as starting entrepreneurs as owners of a startup or founder you get a little concerned because you have your dream you think your dream is small you don't think you want to dream as big as amazon but you are just starting off in a garage just one person trying to make it happen but what we see in this journey of amazon is that that is how every journey starts it all unfolds as you go amazon started as a bookseller they started by selling one book then two then four 10 20 40 80 100 20 200 so they started by selling one book then they moved from moved from books to music to electronics to toys to now they sell everything but it did not just happen in a moment in a flash so don't get discouraged when you are fighting it out in the trenches and you feel like your dreams are too small compared to the great enterprises that have been built over time realize that all these great enterprises all these great businesses started small they started where they are and they kept on evolving kept on iterating kept on iterating an example in the case of uh, amazon is their amazon web services also called s3 and it did not just start off as someone's brain mm, brain child as in like okay let's just offer our servers to the external world for work no what happened was that while amazon was going through its growing pains they found out was that uh, what jeff found out jeff bezos found out was that a lot of the engineers were always complaining about the lack of computing computation computing resources that they had and they had to go and uh, get time on the server farms in order to get computational resources and jeff said well we need to increase the capacity and uh, what they found out was as they increased capacity they had excess capacity so then they started farming it out to um uh, outside people and now everyone uses amazon web services we do and everyone else is does too what jeff bezos said was like allowing uh, the amazon web services to to operate the way they do is like providing is like having an a grid of electricity ha- 
having that computational power available to everyone is like having a grid of electricity compared to um, 100 years ago or whenever electricity was just getting started. If you wanted electricity, all you, you needed your own power plant. Everyone who needed electricity needed their own power plant. But once the power grid came into being, you did not need your own power plant. You could just enjoy, you could just take electricity off grid and pay whatever you use. Same thing is what they have done with S3. You can just take the computing that you need from S3 and pay for whatever you've used. Similarly, the idea of the ebooks and the ebook reader evolved because Jeff Bezos saw what uh, Apple was able to do with iPod and being able to sell music directly through the iTunes store. And he said, that's what we need to do in the ebook store or the, in the book realm. Otherwise, Apple will eat our lunch. So all of these little things are evolving. They are con- these are all results of experiments. These are not massive brainchild ideas that just suddenly happen one day. That's not how it works. These are small things evolving, and that's the key to Amazon success. Evolution, evolution, evolution. So don't try to dream up the greatest idea right away. Just let it unfold. Keep on executing. Keep on working. The fifth big idea that you, I learned or you want to learn from Jeff Bezos is that he is obsessed with customer satisfaction. That is the key. He is obsessed with customer satisfaction. And one of the things he likes to say is that you can either be a missionary or a mercenary. Now, what that means is that as a missionary, you're out to help. You're trying to service them. You're serving serving people. While as a mercenary, you're out to take. You're out to kill. You're out to make a buck. And that's how a lot of the businesses operate in today's environment. They want to make the buck. They want to make their money and get out of there. They want the quick sale. They want to make a quick buck. While what Jeff Bezos is saying, Let's, I want to make the customer experience so good that they keep coming. They keep coming back to us. I want to serve them very well. And what Jeff Bezos says is that it's a paradox. Uh, it's, an inter- it's a very interesting paradox. In, in the end, as the uh, missionaries who end, end up making a whole lot more money than the mercenaries. And this idea really ties back to the whole idea that we started with, which is having a long-term vision. Only when you have a long-term vision can you, you can give and you can serve. When you have a short-term vision, you want to be a mercenary. You want to take, take, take. You want to take as much as you can because you don't know when the next thing will come. So having that customer obsession and being a missionary rather than a mercenary really helps Amazon dial in um, and get continue to get to the next level. So there we have it, Amazon's great, great, great journey and the story told by Brad Stone. A lot of great lessons to be learned from uh, Jeff Bezos. So, my ambitious friends, are you aware that we have a thriving YouTube channel with over 11,000 subscribers and over 40 video summaries of some of the greatest business and personal development books of all time? Books like How to Win Friends and Influence People, Getting Things Done, Good to Great, and a whole lot more. You have to come check it out at 2000books.com slash YouTube. And the link will also be in the show description below, so you can just click on it and make sure to hit subscribe so that you will know when we have a new video summary out for you. Okay, I have a question for you. How much is your time really worth? I mean, in dollars per hour. Is it worth anything more than $3.33 per hour? If yes, how do you use all the extra time during the day, like the time in the gym or while doing your laundry or running errands or driving or doing grocery or running or walking or doing chores around your home? 
because I use my extra time to listen to audiobooks. So if I bought an audiobook for $10 and listened to it for three hours, I paid $3.33 per hour for that knowledge. So if you're making anything more than $3.33 per hour, I think you should be able to invest that money in constantly upgrading your mind. And audiobooks are definitely one of the cheapest investments with the highest ROI, in my opinion. So if you want to try out what I'm saying, you can give Audible a try by signing up for a free trial membership and get any audiobook for free. And if you don't like it, just cancel the trial membership and you won't be charged anything. However, you still get to keep the audiobook for free forever. So pretty good deal, right? And you've got nothing to lose but a free audiobook to gain. So to avail of this offer, just head on over to 2000books.com slash free or text the word audiobooks to 44222. Now that's one word, audiobooks to 44222, and we'll get back to you with the details. 